Welcome to the Sam Pebbles Podcast. Our guest, Gary K. Wolf, who's a uh, writer. Well-known book was Who Censored Roger Rabbit in 1981. Do you agree? Edison used to say that creativity was 10% inspiration and 90% work. Oh, absolutely. Kurt Vonnegut used to say that writing isn't writing, it's rewriting. And absolutely. You know, when I sit down, I use myself as an example because I don't have any other standard. I mean, I am my own example. But when I sit down and write something, I'm writing a book right now. And the way I write is I just get it down on paper and I write it start to finish, you know, 300 pages of pure unadulterated crap. You know, and out of the 300 pages, maybe there's two pages that are any good. And so you go back and you go through that 300 pages and you change it. You, you know, you take something that was on page 200 and you put it on page 150 and you change a word here and you change a word there and you got 300 pages and it's 50% crap. And you go through it again and you go through it again and you go through it again. And I once estimated that on Roger Rabbit, I rewrote every single page at least a thousand times, 1,000 times through that oh. book and rewrote the whole page. I mean, there would be days when I would spend one whole day, you know, looking for the right word wasn't unusual. And I've talked to writers, very famous writers, and, uh, you know, I say, you know, it takes me a year to write a book. And they say, oh, well, I, you know, I crank them out in like two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, you know, I just sit down and I start writing, and when I finish, it's a book. And I had to stop talking to other writers because I found that so demoralizing that. You know, I sometimes spend a whole day looking for the right word, and some guy in two weeks can crank out a, you know, a ten thousand page novel. The creative process is just so different for everybody. I am in awe of someone who can make a three dimensional statue. A guy who can take a piece of marble, you know, a big, huge piece of marble, and say, "Wow, you know, this is David. I can see David in there." And I'm just going to remove the parts that aren't David. And what's left is David. You know, I'm not really carving it. I'm just taking away the parts I don't need. I'm in awe of that because it's totally foreign to me. I can't, that's, that's thinking in a, you know, in three, maybe four dimensions. And I can't do that. You were able to create an independent dimension out of two other ones. I was, you know, thank God that I had Steve Spielberg and the Disney people to help me actually translate that into something visual it was a problem for me when we converted my book into a movie because, you know, I saw this, I had this book in my head and I wrote it to be the best possible book I knew how to write. I wrote it so that people who read it have to use their imagination. You have to employ your imagination because I use concepts in this book beyond the concept of cartoons in a real world that just don't exist. Like, for instance, in my book, the original Who Framed Roger and the original Who Censored Roger Rabbit, the characters are characters from comic books and comic strips, and they do not talk in words. They talk in word balloons. So when you're talking to a cartoon character, when you're talking to Roger, he puts up a word balloon, and you don't hear him, you read him. So when he turns around, his word balloon turns around too, and you either have to learn to read backwards or you have to go around and face him head on 
to read what he has to say. And I've played with that concept of word balloons. When someone, when a cartoon character plays music on a piano, he gives out a string of notes that are like note balloons, and people will come along and collect those strings of notes and cut them into 80 by 10 sheets, and that's where sheet music comes from. When a cartoon character kills somebody using a cartoon gun, it produces what they call a bang balloon. And that's a balloon that says bang. And that balloon gets very brittle, and you can pick that up off the floor, and you can analyze it. And you can determine what kind of tuned gun fired it. And if you find that tuned gun, you can match its bang balloon with the bang balloon you have. And I play with that through the whole book, the concept of word balloons. And so, of course, when you're going to turn this book into a movie, they wanted to use the word balloons because it was so clever. But immediately when we started using word balloons and a character would, you know, put up a word balloon, it became a, it became a silent film, an old-fashioned silent film. And you had to stop and kind of read what the character said and then go on. And it just wasn't practical. Even I knew that. That was just ridiculously simple. They did want to use as an homage one word balloon. And in the scene in the movie where Marvin Acme is being buried in his funeral scene, first his casket is being carried by six really funny characters, Goofy and I think Bozo the Clown and a bunch of characters. And they're carrying this casket. And they start laughing and giggling. They just can't stop. And they're all laughing and giggling. Pretty soon everybody who's watching, everybody at the funeral is laughing and giggling. Except for Felix the Cat, who was a character from the 1920s and 1930s cartoon and comic strip character who never spoke. He was always silent. And uh, everybody around him is giggling and laughing. And he puts up a word balloon that says SOB, S-O-B. And his word balloon turns into tears and comes down and gets his head and shoulders all wet. And that was going to be my homage in the movie, my word balloon homage. But they cut the scene, so there, there goes, uh, there goes my homage. You know. Anyway, that was one of the creative problems that I had to face 